WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome aboard here at 6 o'clock for our very first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, eight new coronavirus cases in Florida. More in one minute. The president's coronavirus economic plan has the Bud Man hopping off the Trump train. And I'll tell you why next on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. There are now more than 1,000 cases of coronavirus in 37 states with at least 31 deaths. In Tallahassee, the state health department says there are eight new positive cases of coronavirus in Florida, making a total of 23. None of the new cases are in central Florida. Statewide test results are pending on 155 residents. 319 are being monitored. Florida's death toll from coronavirus remains at two. So far, no coronavirus cases have been diagnosed in Orange County, but preparing for a potential outbreak is expensive. Our expense isn't massive yet. Uh, Again, we do expect those numbers to continue to tally up. What we don't know is how long we're going to be in in this environment. Uh, We don't know if that's a week, a month, six months. Public Safety Director Danny Banks updated county commissioners about the steps that have been taken to uh, prevent a local outbreak of the disease. Banks says hospitals are screening hundreds of patients, but only a handful have needed further testing. We know hand washing is one way to stop the spread of the coronavirus, but as Rory O'Neill reports from our newsroom, there are other actions you can take. It's nearly impossible to find hand sanitizer, but that's only one step in preventing an outbreak of COVID-19. Don't forget to disinfect all the surfaces because you're not going to catch this virus walking through the street. You're going to catch this virus from droplets that come from your nose and from your mouth when you sneeze or when you cough. Former U.S. Surgeon General Antonio Novello now lives in Orlando. She says to stay healthy, people need to practice good hygiene, take vitamins to boost their immune systems, and keep away from people who are ill. An effective vaccine, Novello says, is still more than a year away. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. On Capitol Hill, President Trump said he and congressional Republicans are working on a stimulus package to help the U.S. economy overcome the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak. We just had a meeting on stimulus, and you'll be hearing about it soon, but it was a great meeting. The president did not provide any other details. Trump said he's encouraged by the number of declining cases in many of the countries hit hard by the epidemic, including China. And he says there's no need for him to be tested for the virus because he feels great. On that economic plan, his economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, did provide an outline. We'll hear that in a moment. I've got problems with going down this road, and we'll talk about it right after the news. This news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Three people are dead after a motorcycle crash in Daytona Beach. Police say three bikes collided early yesterday at West International Speedway Boulevard and NASCAR Drive. A man and a woman from New York and a Missouri man were killed, while another man from Missouri survived. Police say the survivor claims the crash happened while the New York man was changing lanes. Legislation that would block local governments from imposing sunscreen bans is heading to the governor's desk. At issue are chemicals which critics of the measure say destroy coral reefs. 
Representative Javier Fernandez says this bill is an overreaction to a ban approved by Key West. More than 6,000 tons of sunscreen wash up on coral reefs across the globe each year. Now, this is not 6,000 tons spread evenly across the ocean. These are concentrated clusters at popular dive and snorkeling locations. Supporters say the bill is about preventing skin cancer. WFLA News Time is 6.05. Dick's Sporting Goods to stop selling guns at 440 stores nationwide. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Bud Henninger, around Inspector, Mike Yaffe, Melissa Fox. You're here on the 50,000-watt front porch with us, and we're excited about that. We're here until 9 o'clock. If you're looking for a sure sign of spring, forget the calendar, forget the forecast. Here it is. Alan Spector arrives in shorts. Spring <laughs> oh begins March 11th, 2020. The Spector yeah. sticks her out. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in shorts all week. Come on, Spector. I behind. never even noticed. I don't know what it was, but something about Spector in shorts. Well, you know, when you got it, flaunt it, man. Yeah. It's like our version of Groundhog's Day. It's, you know, if Spectre comes out in shorts, it means mm-hmm. yeah, not as much winter. There you go. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, glad you're with us. So much to talk about. we got politics beyond coronavirus and the politics of it and the economics of it. You know, and uh, in all of that, we have the Democrat primary race last night. Big win for Biden. Is it over for Bernie? We'll get into that in the next half hour. Uh, but right now, let's launch into... Um, the president's plan for an economic stimulus related to the impact of the coronavirus situation. And uh, listen, I log a lot of time riding the Trump train, all right? I'm the engineer on the Trump train most of the time. You know that to be true. But I'm hopping off the Trump train on this one, and I will tell you why. We'll debate it here in a moment. We'll lay out what the administration has in mind economically to deal with with the coronavirus and uh, see what you think. By the way, the number is 407-916-5400. The Fox will pick up the phone, and if you want to get on the show, that's how you do it, and she'll take good care of you at 407-916-5400. The text line is 23680. First name in town, always welcome, and standard message and data rate supply. That's it. I got nothing more to say. Alan? Hey, we got more to come right after an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. That is just two minutes away. It is 6.08. Headlines now. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says the White House and House Democrats will have to work out a stimulus package to help the U.S. economy through the coronavirus outbreak. Speaking at the Capitol yesterday, the Kentucky Republican said that Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin will deal with House Democrats. He said he hopes that they can find a bipartisan solution. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Normally you'd hear the sound of the Trump train roaring down the tracks, but not this time. I have stepped off the Trump train 
because I don't like what I hear in the way of what the president is promoting to deal with the economic impact of the coronavirus. He's talking about a tax cut, payroll tax cut, suspending the payroll tax cut that every working American pays, the payroll tax with every single paycheck, suspending it right on through the end of the year. Tell you why I have a problem with that. That is a deficit expander, a budget buster. Then he's talking very clearly about bailing out some of these hard-pressed industries like the cruise lines and the airlines and maybe hotels and uh, uh, who knows what else um, that are all undeniably being impacted here. I'm not a fan of these bailouts. And if you consider yourself a fiscal conservative, what you're about to hear through the president to his economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, should concern you as it concerns me. Here's Kudlow. President Trump has unveiled his proposals, strong proposals, for a um, temporary uh, payroll tax cut, uh, which I think he would prefer to last through the end of the year. Uh, Also administratively, as uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin and others have suggested, uh, we are trying to, um, we will use assistance to unpaid uh, sick leave people, very important point. Also, small and medium businesses, another important point, and also possibly uh, to some distressed industries or sectors in the economy. Maybe tax uh, deferral might be a useful tool uh, and other means. So this is a strong cross-the-board package. All right, that's Larry Kudlow, the chief economic advisor to the president. I like Kudlow, I like the president, but I don't think we need to get down this road. Mr. President, you're doing a great job of leading us through this coronavirus situation here. We'll ride this thing out. You've got a very strong economy, your policies of deregulation, the tax cut, while it has expanded the deficits and the debt, no question about it, has the economy roaring. We have full employment. Every single group in the country is benefiting, doing better. Wages are going up. Just take a little bit of a downturn. People should not be blaming you. Some will. But but for the downturn with the coronavirus, it's not your fault at all. Ride this thing out. But for God's sakes, Mr. President, let's not cut the payroll tax out here to stimulate spending. We want to talk about why I don't think that's going to really work anyway. Uh, but that's $40 billion a month added to the deficit. And we're already at $23 trillion plus with a trillion-dollar deficit in this fiscal year. This is this is wrong. This is not the way we should go, Mr. President. And as far as bailing out these companies, never been a fan of that, wasn't a fan of that in 2008 with the financial crisis. You know, the airlines, the cruise lines, whatever you're talking about, the big hotel chains, they have to manage their businesses in such a way that they can plan for the so-called rainy day. And if they can't, others who can, will succeed, and they will fail. And that is capitalism. That is, Mr. President, you should know better than anybody with your amazing success in business, that is the free enterprise system. I'm not a fan of this budget-busting tax cut on payroll tax, and I'm not a fan on bailing out these companies hit hard by the effects of the coronavirus. 
407-916-5400. Text line 23680. We're saying our message and data rate supply. Um, Yaffe, do you understand what I'm talking about here? I particularly have a problem with this payroll tax being completely suspended till the end of the year. And by the way, all of this was a lukewarm reception, I thought, uh, on Capitol Hill with the with the Republicans. Maybe this is going nowhere. I know the president's scared uh, that he's not going to get reelected because the economy will have a downturn here. But I'm sorry, I can't go with him on this plan. Yeah, it's something I actually talked about a little bit on Beyond Reason last night. What this does is it, cre- it creates perverse incentives. So companies no longer save for the rainy day, like you said. Yeah. Instead, they just expect the government to bail them out if something goes wrong. Uncle Sam will be there. But something is always going to go wrong. That's life. That's how an economy works. Sometimes you hit recessions, and you have to be prepared for that. But when you do stuff like this, you constantly bail them out. Companies no longer want to prepare for that, and they run to the government to save them when they shouldn't. Yeah. But, now, but, can I say one thing here yeah. on this payroll tax being suspended until the end of the year? That's what the president's floating. All right. Um, and, and that's to stimulate spending. But as you and I discussed off air, Yaffe, the, the issue when people are, are, you know, not going, not taking trips and all of this doesn't have everything to do with them. I don't have the money. I need more money in my pocket is they're just scared to go yeah. in, in, in a group situation right now. And they're going to wait it out. Yeah, so the demand is still there. It's just being pent up right now. And eventually, once this passes, you're going to have an economic boom, possibly, because then people are going to start to spend that money they would have spent now. We'll take that vacation then. We'll go to Disney. Not now, but then. We'll take the cruise. We're not going to never take the cruise. We're just not going to take the cruise now. That is called pent-up demand. Things will come roaring back. So let me get this right. We're talking about uh, bailing out the companies that are the biggest contributors to the coronavirus crisis? I don't know. How do you mean that? I mean... Subsidizing the airlines and the cruise lines. Those are the ones, these Petri dishes that... Right. I don't think I don't I don't think it's their fall. I mean, it's it's the nature it's the nature of the of, you know, of a cruise ship, the nature of an airplane. Yeah, But I think what she's saying is you don't want to encourage more spending in those industries right now because it could spread the virus even more. Exactly. And I think new strong I think that the especially the cruise line should be allowed to go bankrupt because creditors will pick it up. There'll be new, stronger regulations about sanitation. Let them go. Let them handle it themselves, and if there is this pent-up vacationing, then let that happen. They'll be all right. They'll bounce back. I particularly want to hear from those of you who are Trump supporters, who normally ride the Trump train with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or are you just going to go for whatever the president wants to go, because whatever he wants to do, because you love him so much, you don't want to hear anything negative about him? Where are you on this? Across the political spectrum, of course, we want to hear from everybody. 407-916-5400 and the text line 23680. Quick uh, update right now on Orlando's news, weather and traffic. Let's do that, and then we're back at it in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Another coronavirus headline for you here out of the state of Florida and higher education administrators at the University of Florida are moving classes online as a way to combat the spread of coronavirus. Provost John Glover told academic deans that courses should move online as soon as possible, wherever possible. Officials at the University of Central Florida here in Orlando are asking faculty to prepare to shift classes online so they would be ready if that decision is made. Updates at least every 10 minutes at a time 
top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. In our 7 o'clock talk segment, um, be with us here. We'll have a comprehensive coronavirus outbreak update for you. Uh, in, in, in all aspects of this complex and unfolding story. But on my opposition to what the president is proposing, suspending the payroll tax till the end of the year, which is a huge budget buster, and also, and also uh, bailing out some of these companies hit so hard by the uh, coronavirus, uh, I've got a problem with this. And from the left side of the 50,000-watt front porch, one of our more liberal friends, Susan, is on the line. Good morning, Susan, from Castleberry. What's your take on this? Good morning, bud. Um, I kind of agree with you, but maybe not for the same reason. Okay. I disagree with the payroll tax cut because it's my understanding that that's specifically coming out of the FICA tax, which is, which is what funds, as you know, Social Security. So I worry that that's going to hurt current recipients as well as future recipients. Point well made. Totally against that tax cut. Um, What I feel they need to concentrate on is mandating that if a company does need to close because of this virus situation, that the company needs to make sure that even if they don't offer paid sick time, which I'm in this situation, I don't have paid sick time, Mm -hmm. the company needs to still pay their employees and maybe there's something that the government can do to help companies do that but they need to leave that fica tax alone that needs actually to be expanded but that's a different issue for a different day but i'm completely against the payroll tax cut got it thank you susan so much um melissa text line Text line. That's mm-hmm. that, that's where we're headed right now. How about that? I, I didn't understand you were popping out of your seat. What do you got there? I'm so excited because Debbie in Orlando says it's a perfect opportunity to get rid of the unfair pay- payroll tax. And once removed, people will be amazed at how much this has cost them and will fight to eliminate it forever. Ah, so, yeah, well, what else is on the text line? Um, someone really, really cynical here says Trump is really a Democrat. That is why he's crashing the economy on purpose. He never intended on serving a second term. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, you are way out there. Another yeah. one just checking in. I have to agree with you on this one, Bud Man, and I'm also a diehard Trumpster. Another one says, you know, Bud Man, I hope you're not hopping off the, uh, the Trump train altogether. Absolutely not. Just on this one issue. Don't worry. I'm a regular lifetime ticket holder. Alan? You know, it, it just it struck me when I heard about this as a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to what's going on uh, because we're hearing from a lot of economic experts that uh, the underlying factors in our economy are still strong no matter what you've seen on the stock market, and it's a matter of waiting it out yeah. as it is in most cases because the stock market has corrections every so often. We had a 15% drop a year or so ago, and it came back. Yeah, I, I think that the president, you know, is wants everyone to remain calm in the face of the coronavirus, that it's going to go away. I would encourage him with all due respect, you know, don't you push the panic button with an economic package like this. Yeah. Manage the crisis, ride it out. He could spur more panic by these kind of moves. I worry about that. Good morning, Orlando. Bottom of the 6 o'clock hour. A little later in this half hour, we will talk about the uh, Democrat race for president and uh, 
We got some clarity last night, didn't we, Alan? A number of states holding primaries. Yeah, Bud, Joe Biden is calling for party unity after big wins in Tuesday's Democratic presidential primaries. Biden won at least four of six primary states. Exit polls suggest Biden's wins in Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, and Idaho were powered by a broad coalition, including women, African Americans, older voters, and union members. Washington and North Dakota are still too close to call. Video of a confrontation between Joe Biden and a man believed to be an employee of a Fiat Chrysler plant in Detroit over guns is now viral. The purported auto worker with a phone in his hand confronted Biden while the Democratic presidential frontrunner was touring the plant yesterday. And the former vice president's response included an expletive. You are actively trying to diminish our Second Amendment right and take away our guns. You're full of All right, thank you. Now, shush. Shush. I support the Second Amendment. Biden and the hard hat wearing man kept exchanging heated barbs over the next 90 or so seconds with Biden raising his voice to ask the man if he needed 100 rounds of ammunition. Yeah, and talked about whether or not he's going to take his AR-14s. Oh, the old AR-14. Yeah, not the 15. We'll get into that later on. Joe Biden, by the way, is canceling a campaign appearance scheduled for tomorrow in Tampa. The reason? Coronavirus. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Several local school districts are suspending student field trips as coronavirus concerns increase. The Brevard County School District, Volusia County Schools, and the Seminole County School District all said that student field trips involving air travel have been suspended immediately, and this will last through the end of the current school year. New details are being released in the murders of a celebration family. Rory O'Neill reports from our newsroom. According to new toxicology reports, the four members of the Tote family all had high levels of Benadryl in their systems. The new information just released in the December deaths of Megan Tote and her children, 13-year-old Alex, 11-year-old Tyler, and 4-year-old Zoe. The dosages may have been high enough to render the family unconscious. Tony Tote will be arraigned tomorrow on charges that he murdered his family. Rory O'Neill, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. Terrence Ross led a balanced attack with 24 points off the bench, and the Magic knocked off the Grizzlies 120 to 115 in Memphis. Ross says he tried to stay locked in and keep making shots. I mean, just concentration. Uh, I mean, you're gonna get certain shots throughout the night. It's just about reading the defense. So he's just being ready when you get the opportunity. And Michael Carter Williams chipped in 20 points off the pine as Orlando won its third in a row. WFLA News Time 636. You don't have to miss anything on Good Morning Orlando. Get caught up with our podcasts on the iHeartRadio app. And now, Bud, our first hour continues with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. She's up bright and early and about to ride that stock market roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Going up, going down. Good morning, Gina. What do you know? Good morning. Right now we're headed down, bud. More volatility, I'm afraid, for no. U.S. stocks. <laughs> sorry, Alan. <laughs> Shut the door. Put the earplugs in. He'll Goodbye. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish I had better news. We did have better news yesterday, and more on that in a minute. But the Dow futures right now are down almost 500 points. Investors are waiting for the details from the White House on what President Trump said would be major measures to battle the economic impact of the coronavirus. We're 
still expecting some stimulus measures here, but investors want to know exactly what is coming. So yesterday, when they were optimistic over getting more details, we saw stocks up about 5% for the broader market, but it was a wild day. The Dow was up almost 1,200 points, and the Bloomberg Orlando Index rose just over 4%. But once again, right now, looks like a lower open. And so much coronavirus-related news, including companies that are trying to come up with adjustments in their sick leave policies. And uh, McDonald's is, is a very big corporation, as we know, and they're weighing in on this. What do we have for McDonald's? Well, McDonald's will offer employees of its corporate-owned U.S. restaurants two weeks of pay in the event of a quarantine. But these locations only account for about 5% of total U.S. locations. Most McDonald's here are franchised in the U.S. Now, McDonald's acknowledges its policies vary by market and restaurants, according to local laws as well. Earlier yesterday, McDonald's employees, a union of restaurant workers, and the Fight for $15 advocacy group called on McDonald's to provide paid sick leave to all workers who wear the McDonald's uniform. McDonald's new policy follows a similar announcement from retail giant Walmart, so that covers a lot lot of people. And Olive Garden owner Darden says it will now provide paid sick leave to all hourly workers who are not currently covered by its policy. And of course, Darden headquartered right here in Orlando. Dealing with a coronavirus at work, uh, there was an event yesterday you're going to tell us about here involving top HR officials. What do we know? Yes, we had an HR society group holding a webcast, bud, and there were CDC officials, CEOs and business owners and others that were online. Uh, how do you deal with this situation at work? Well, the health official says companies should consider expanding their sick leave and be careful not to stigmatize people who are exposed. Uh, frequent hand washing, of course, we've heard that. Wiping down work areas, separating workers, that's also important. One HR professional says employers can suggest that someone who is visibly sick go home, but they should avoid asking too many specifics. You can violate a person's rights. Got it. And amid the backdrop of coronavirus affecting the tourism industry, Disney shareholders hold their annual meeting today, Gina. Yes, they meet in North Carolina. It's a symbolic event, too, with Bob Iger turning over the reins to new CEO Bob Chapek. Now, we may also hear more about the impact that the coronavirus is having on Disney's U.S. theme parks, its cruises, its box office receipts. Today's meeting is also available through a webcast, so it'll be interesting to see if a lot of people would take advantage of that. Uh, Disney's U.S. parks remain open. They are taking extra precautions in terms of employee training training, sanitizing, making more sanitizers available to visitors. And by the way, Tokyo Disney now says it's going to be shut down until early April, which would be its longest ever closure. Yeah, those shutdowns have really hurt Disney. They're closing down the one, I think, in Shanghai. And, uh, mm -hmm. and now we're talking about the Tokyo uh, Disney uh, property. Before you go, we're talking about March Madness, college basketball. Everybody loves it, and some teams apparently are going to find out what it's like to be playing in an empty arena. Another coronavirus-related story. 
That's right. Some games will be played without spectators in Ohio and California. The NCAA also says it'll make decisions in the coming days about the men's and women's basketball tournaments after the Mid-American and the Big West conferences banned fans from their championships. The Ivy League has canceled its tournament altogether. Yeah, so we hear. Gina, thank you so much. Catch you tomorrow morning as we ride that roller coaster once again. Take good care and good luck today. <laughs> All right? Thanks, bud. Talk All to right. you soon. Hang in there. In a moment, is it over in the Democrat race for president? We're talking about it with you after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Let's do that right now. It all comes your way in two minutes here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Headlines now from the political realm. Joe Biden celebrating another big night of the race for the Democrat presidential nomination. The former vice president projected as the winner of primaries in four states. Michigan, the big one, Missouri, Idaho, and Mississippi. Bernie Sanders leads in the North Dakota caucuses and is just an eyelash ahead of Biden in Washington state where a lot of votes are still to be counted. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Can't play you any uh, rally speeches from last night from either camp on the Democrat side because there weren't any. They canceled them in Ohio um, because of the coronavirus. Didn't want crowds there. Biden went home to Delaware. Bernie went home to lick his wounds in Vermont, and that's where they are. Um, you do the math and you look ahead to next week where we have Florida and you got uh, Ohio. It looks like Bernie's going to get buried there. And this thing, if it isn't over now, is going to be over for all practical purposes then. And it's interesting to see whether or not Bernie Sanders will stay in the race. There are some Democrats who are calling for him to get out now to unify the party if that is possible. And uh, some Democrats predicting he'll be out by the weekend. Hard to imagine Bernie Sanders giving up his ideological fight. But a real question is, if he cannot win this thing, does he get out and endorse Joe Biden? And how in the world do the Democrats get his young socialist voters to care about voting for Joe Biden? How do they get them to show up at the polls? They show up at rallies, but you know what? They didn't vote in great numbers when, when Bernie needed him in Michigan last night. Maybe we should give away free stuff at the voting booth. Well, I don't know what it takes, but that's an interesting problem, I think, for the Democrats moving forward. And the biggest problem is if it's Joe Biden, they've got a shaky candidate slipping slowly, inexorably into senility. They're going to put him up against Trump when beating Trump is the numero uno mission for the Democrats? Yeah, I was going to say that's how they expect to get young voters out is they'll hate Trump so much that they'll just come out and vote for Biden. I don't know if that'll work, though, really. I, I really, I really wonder. I, you know, and let me tell you something that the Democrats are going to have to do. Let's assume it's Biden, and I really believe at this point they're stuck with Biden, and that's exactly what's happened here. That's exactly what's happened here. He is the default candidate, literally the last man standing, and he's wobbling all over the place. Something is going to have to happen. The Democrats are going to have to demand something of a candidate that has never been done before, as far as I know. 
and they're going to have to keep it secret when they do it. And Biden, as a result, may never wind up as the Democrat candidate for president, the nominee. I'll talk to you about what I'm thinking here in a moment. What do you think about this race here? And uh, what does it all mean for Trump's reelection hopes that it looks like it's going to be sleepy and becoming senile Joe Biden as the standard bearer on the Democrat side? Unless, unless, well, stay tuned for that side of the story. 407-916-5400, the text line 23680. Love to hear from you. We continue with an update now on Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. Tech giants are teaming up to fight coronavirus. Representatives from Amazon, Apple, Google, Microsoft, Facebook, and Twitter will meet with the president at the White House today. The goal is to share information between the Silicon Valley companies and coordinate that with the government. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories are promised to you on Good Morning Orlando. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Got a texter, among others, and we'll get to you in a moment, says Democrats are going to do everything they can to keep Joe Biden off the debate stage this weekend. I'm glad you mentioned that. There are calls among the Democrat hierarchy right now and the Democrat pundits uh, to just drop this debate altogether, that there's nothing to be gained except to make Biden, who's going to be the winner over Bernie, um, look bad in one way or another because he's having so much trouble, um, you know, with his verbal communication and his and his ability to keep a coherent uh, line of thought. That debate in Arizona, which is going to be aired by CNN, if it goes on, will be done with no live audience, no spin room, just the moderators, the questioners, and the candidates, all because of the coronavirus. I think it should have been done that way all along. I hate these audiences at these debates because I think the candidates start to play to the audience as opposed to answering the questions. It's really annoying. There should also be two EMTs on each side of the stage just in case the life alert buttons don't work on the podium. (laughs) You know, you may have a point Both of our candidates have fallen and they can't get up. I've fallen. (laughs) Vote for me. Here's the deal. Let's assume that Biden becomes the nominee, all right? Or he's set up to become the nominee, and they got the convention coming up this summer. The DNC is going to have to demand quietly behind closed doors that Biden be given a mental exam, be tested for Alzheimer's, some form of dementia, which he clearly, clearly has. That needs to happen because the Democrat Party needs to know whether he's a viable candidate, you know, whether he can whether he can campaign in the fall, whether he can beat Trump, because that's all they care about. And of course, if he becomes president, can the guy they elected serve as president? One vital part of this will be picking the right VP and running mate here. Young black woman of color would be the ideal in the minds of most in the Democrat hierarchy, the likes of Kamala Harris, the likes maybe of our own Val Demings here. But they are quietly going to have to demand to know what shape Biden's brain is in and what the prognosis is. Yeah, but what if the prognosis is bad? What do they do? They bait and switch, Michael. 
Hillary like, in the wings. You mean like for the convention? No, they know. They'll get them elected and they'll make sure the VP is solid so that then they can do the Article kick 25. In, kick, kick in the 25th Amendment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Amendment. I feel like they would be reluctant to do that, though. You know, They're going to have to know bad. what shape this man is in. Do you agree with me on that, Alan? Oh, I agree. We won't know publicly. They'll do that on the QT. I agree completely. And uh, the selection in this case of a running mate, probably more important than ever, because people are going to be looking at Joe Biden and thinking, okay, can this guy even last one term? We need to know that the running mate is someone who's vital, who can you know, uh, succeed uh, to the job and, and, and handle it. Yep. And throw in a little diversity on the way. Yeah, speaking of that topic, a texter says Joe Biden is on his own on his way as Bernie Sanders basically needs to step down because of last night. Next step, Joe Biden announces Hillary Clinton as the VP. And finally, the Democrats determine Joe Biden does not have the mental stability, so they allow Hillary Clinton to face Trump once again in twenty twenty. Ooh. I see the bait and switch. You know, you asked about why the voters aren't coming out, the young ones. And I think a lot of, in our generation, we made that same mistake, too. And they'll learn, and they'll be more involved as they get older, and they say, what taxes? Then they'll get out there and start voting. But right now, it doesn't seem to really compel them. Do they understand if they want to turn the nation socialist, which they clearly do, they have to do it at the ballot box? Do they understand you got to show up and vote? I mean, I'm glad if they don't, but I mean, come on. <laughs> do, they, do, they they act, do they actually have a clue for crying out but loud? But hasn't this always been a problem of getting young people out to vote? Yes. But yeah, Bernie's counted on them, and they're not showing up for them. Yeah. That they sure are filling up the talk channels on the Internet. Boy, if you listen to the, the that oh, yeah. narrative, you'd think that Bernie had won by a landslide, and that so maybe they don't bother to go. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, and let him stay clueless as long as possible. Yes. Um, let me turn it over to you, Alan. we got a lot of news, obviously, and uh, here it comes. Eight new coronavirus cases in Florida, and questions remain regarding an Osceola County murder, those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 6.58 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Wednesday at 7 as we update once again Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic for you on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour still more coronavirus cases in Florida and nationwide. More in one minute. And right after the news, our coronavirus outbreak update for you. We'll talk together after the news. News on Good Morning Orlando. 702 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Nationwide, there are now more than 1,000 cases of coronavirus with 31 deaths. Here in Florida, the state health department says there are eight new positive cases of coronavirus. That makes a total of 23. 21 of the patients are residents. The other two are from out of state. 
Florida's death toll from coronavirus remains at two. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the country's leading expert on infectious diseases, says Florida is one of the states he says he loses the most sleep over. As a nation, the risk is relatively low. There are parts of the country right now that are having community spread in which the risk there is clearly a bit more than that. And you know the places, you know, Washington State, California, New York, and Florida. Meanwhile, Florida Senator Marco Rubio says he's frustrated that this far into the fight against the spread of COVID-19, there aren't more tests available. I want to be frank, even as I speak to you now, there are people who are being infected because they're interacting with people who may not even know that they themselves are infected. Rubio says this is not like the flu because unlike the flu, we don't have an antiviral medication for the coronavirus. So far, coronavirus has not shown up in Orange County, but the director of public safety says they want to know about any potential cases. We have individuals coming to the state of Florida and to Orange County specifically, and they have traveled here from somewhere else that is an affected community or country. We want to know about that so that we can screen that individual, potentially quarantine them. Danny Banks tells commissioners they're working with state and federal health officials to try to contain any potential outbreak of the virus. Banks says hundreds of people have been screened for COVID-19 in Orange County, but only a few have needed further testing. There is no cure for the coronavirus, but Orlando resident and former U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Antonia Navello says antivirals are in the pipeline that could ease the symptoms. Hopefully we will be able to have it between six months and so, because that might be more easier to have because there's already companies producing it. Makes me feel pretty good that we might be able to have that in the future. Novello says frequent hand washing remains the easiest and most effective way to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. As we'll see in a moment, Alan, it is remarkable without a single case that we know of in Orlando or Orange County, how it is impacting business and more so every day. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A key question remains unanswered in the death of an Osceola County woman. Prosecutors are admitting they don't know how 33-year-old Nicole Montalvo was killed. Her body was found dismembered five months ago on property owned by the father of her estranged husband, who pleaded not guilty yesterday to murder. In a letter to defense attorneys, state attorney Brad King said investigators can't determine how Montavo was killed because her body was burned and cut into pieces and not all of her remains have been found. Former movie executive Harvey Weinstein is being sentenced on two felony sex charges today. The 67-year-old Weinstein could get up to 29 years in prison. WFLA News Time is 7.05. It's official. Two big California music festivals postponed by coronavirus. Coachella and Stagecoach rescheduled to October. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Thanks, Alan. Great uh, job, as always, setting the stage for our conversation about coronavirus and our outbreak update here. Um, It really is amazing locally and nationally as well uh, how many 
are being affected and how the economy is being impacted. By the way, we'll hear from the president on that very issue and the coronavirus threat here. And uh, that is coming right up. So let's get to it. And uh, that'll come up after an update of Orlando's news, weather and traffic in just two minutes. 7.06 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now as we begin our coronavirus outbreak update for you. President Trump says coronavirus testing is going well. The U.S., though, is behind other countries in testing. He says because of a mistake in the original test that led to inconclusive results. Speaking to reporters yesterday, the president urged citizens to stay calm and said the virus will go away. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. But heading around, Inspector Mike Caffey, Melissa Fox. We're on the 50,000-watt front porch with you, and we are glad you're with us. Speaking of the president, Yaffe, let's hear from him on the coronavirus. We're prepared, and we're doing a great job with it, and it will go away. Just stay calm. The consumer is so powerful in our country with what we've done with tax cuts and regulation cuts and all of those things. The consumer has never been in a better position than they are right now. So a lot of good things are going to happen. And by the way, the president was on Capitol Hill pitching an economic stimulus and relief package for hard-hit companies and also pitching a payroll tax cut. I have a huge problem with what he is proposing here. And by the way, apparently by their response, a lot of Republicans do. And of course, the Democrats don't want to do anything he wants to do. We understand that. We'll get back into that aspect of the story in the 8 o'clock hour. Um, But I also have a texture on the line, and let's handle this one right away here, saying, um, why doesn't anybody report the difference between coronavirus and the annual flu? Well, to break it down, you know, according to the medical reports I have been reading and watching closely here, a lot of similarities in how you feel with the symptoms, the coughing and the sneezing. Something that is different with the coronavirus is you experience, if you've got that, something you don't generally get with the flu, and that is difficulty in breathing. They do both affect the lungs, but and this is where a lot of older people and people who are not well get in trouble with the difficulty breathing. Um, the coronavirus is more contagious, the experts tell us, than the flu, has a higher kill rate than the flu, and, of course, no vaccine available yet and not perhaps for a year or thereabouts. Um, It's amazing how without a single case in Orange County or Orlando that um, the business climate has been so profoundly impacted. Uh, Reported in the Sentinel, a sixth large conference has canceled at the Orange County Convention Center. And uh, also there is a memo that the paper has has uh, obtained an internal memo from the Orange County Emergency Operations indicating um, how many cancellations are affecting local hotels. The latest big convention uh, to cancel out at the convention center would have brought 30,000 people here. It's the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. You know, and that means no hotel stays, you know, no cab rides, Uber rides. You know, no dinners at restaurants, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that was to begin on the 24th of March. Um, and as far as smaller conventions at uh, at hotels around the area, 
Uh, 11 more cancellations at major hotels in the area from the Marriott to the Ritz-Carlton um, to the Rosen Shingle Creek uh, and on and on and on. Uh, and nearly 100,000 people would have brought an economic impact of $225 million to Central Florida from just five of these canceled conventions. Wow, that's pretty scary without a single case here. My question to you is, what changes are you noting where you work, where your kids go to school, your own daily routine? There are those who say, well, I'm telling you what, I'm going to watch church on TV. I'm not going to be going for a while. Are you giving up going to larger venues? Have you decided, yeah, I've got season tickets to see the Magic, but I think I'm going to pass on the games or give them to somebody else right now? I can tell you that according to Mike Bianchi of our sister station, uh, Does Sports here, uh, 96.9 The Game and AM 540, the NBA owners are getting together and talking about coronavirus and whether or not they may have to cancel some games with fans or move some games out of areas harder hit by the coronavirus. So all of this is going on, and then you have this sudden eruption of a major outbreak of coronavirus 20 miles north of New York City in New Rochelle. And Yaffe, they have a one-mile radius containment zone there. They have the National Guard there as well. You can go in and out uh, but you, I guess, have to be tested for coronavirus before they'll let you, or you know, to go on your way. It isn't like locking down communist China or 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 Italy. But still um, a big step. It is a yeah. big step. It is a big step. Yep. Um, you know, in terms of changing my daily routine, I guess the only difference in my life has been maybe I pay more attention to washing my hands a little bit better, not touching my face as much, or keeping my areas clean with disinfectant wipes. It's really the only change I can Don't think of at the moment. Don't they burn if you keep your areas clean? with it? Never mind. Um, I want vulnerable people <laughs> with underlying conditions moved to other hospitals. I want nursing homes and retirement homes in 100% lockdown, including a skeleton staff that doesn't leave. I want social gatherings discouraged. Like what? What do you mean by a social gathering? Um, Big parties with a whole ton of people, like your conventions and stuff, where you have all kinds of folks coming in from all over the world. Now, I also want people to understand this is real and a big deal. Removing the most vulnerable from the equation, in my mind, really seems like the only option. They are saying, you know, don't go visit, you know, Aunt Susie in the nursing home right now. You're not doing her or anyone else who lives there any favors if you do that. You may think it's an act of compassion. You want to go see an aged relative. You know, but you could be bringing the coronavirus in there because it, you know, you can have it for five days, be contagious and have no symptoms. You know, you don't want to be responsible for, you know, for killing Aunt Susie. Right. I know people would think that's kind of harsh what I said, but if you're vulnerable and you've got underlying conditions. Yeah. You know, you're very you're very susceptible to any diseases and as it is. But you know what? If you feel like you may have it. Call ahead to your doctor. Make an appointment. Don't just go storming in everywhere because we're going to get overwhelmed at some point, bud. Yeah, exactly right. And that's what they're saying. And there are those who are predicting, and maybe you think this is alarmist because I have no idea where this is going, and neither do you, you know, that within 10 days we're going to have our hospitals in this country in a lot of areas completely overwhelmed. Who knows how that's going to play out? What changes have you made in your daily routine or in, in, in what it is you're choosing to do or not do outside of your home. 
What changes have you noticed at work? I have to say here at iHeart, I haven't noticed any. I haven't noticed any changes. I'm not being critical in that regard. Well, we've always had a lot of sanitizing weight. Uh, we got a huge, huge bottle of it every sitting room. right in front of me. Every here. room we've got hand, uh, hand I, I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, what are you seeing where you are? And are you noticing a drop off in business that you would attribute to the coronavirus and the fear that people have of doing things they normally do? Maybe you work at a restaurant. Maybe you work at a hotel. Maybe you work in one of our theme parks. Uh, What changes are being instituted where you work and where your kids go to school related to the coronavirus? Share it with us here. It's all you're all part of our coronavirus outbreak update whenever we do it. And I thought this morning we ought to run through some of what's changed and will be changing. And I have more on that score coming up. So continue with our coronavirus outbreak update right now, just to run the numbers by you right now here in the state of Florida, 23 total cases of the coronavirus, two deaths, none here in the immediate central Florida area, no cases, no deaths, more than 1,000 cases of coronavirus nationally in 37 states with at least 31 deaths. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories, and we'll keep it up all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Gaffy, I see an interesting text message from one of our listeners with a couple of kids in college in Central Florida. Yes, yeah, says, I have two daughters at the University of Florida, and their professors have transitioned their classes to be online instead of meeting in person. Earlier, and I remember you bringing us a news item here that um, in Gainesville at the University of Florida, they are transitioning to all online classes right yeah, now. Yeah, and they say that might extend to the summer as well, and also uh, UCF is uh, telling its faculty to be prepared to possibly move classes online. And this is getting widespread within the collegiate community. Ohio State's got 60,000 students. They're all, no face-to-face, all going online in the upcoming weeks. And And that's uh, true of Stanford, Harvard, Princeton, Columbia, UCLA, USC. And also locally, uh, Florida Institute of Technology over in Melbourne announced that their graduation ceremony will include no guests. Boy, you can imagine that? It'll be streamed online. Your triumphant moment, you know, and there's got an empty room here. And they're still looking at March Madness, and they're looking at the NBA, the NBA owners, according to Mike Bianchi from our sister station, uh, 96.9 The Game. He says, you know, they're going to have a meeting today and talk about the coronavirus and contingency planning, although right now they're not planning on playing games without fans. Yeah, uh, LeBron James the other day from the Los Angeles Lakers, NBA superstar, said he would not play in a game with no fans, but he has apparently backed off of that a bit. Yeah, I think they got to him, took him up to the commissioner's office, slapped (laughs) him around a little. (laughs) Stop stop saying, you know, I wanted to make one observation about the coronavirus and all the uh, recommendations we've been hearing. Since this all started, I never realized how often I touch my face. Oh, I don't. I know Uh, as soon as the president mentioned he hadn't touched his in a couple of weeks, I was so self-conscious about it. I do it all the time. And it makes, the more I think about it, it makes me want to touch my face. <laughs> I know. I, exactly. just, I, just, I want to touch your face, too. I, thank you. I just looked Listen, online. We, and there were, We can get you to a room. I'm sorry, but yeah. that'll have to be after the show. I see, I see Bud on, lick we, his finger and, and mess with his papers like every five minutes, too. Really? You don't even know you do that. I'm being watched. 
I'm yeah. being surveilled by the fox. Well, I'm not touching you. Let's check the Facebook video. But uh, <laughs> I did look it up, and there was a study a few years ago that found the average person touches their face, on average, 23 times an hour. What are we doing that for? Because Why? It's there. <laughs> well, there's lots of stuff that's there. But, you know, I find a lot of times when I'm working, I'm sitting at the computer, I will lean my head, my chin, on my uh, fist. So you know, if you have allergies, you wipe your nose, you rub your eyes, you scratch an itch. I make a stupid just... comment. You put your hand in your face. Yeah, to yes, palm. that does trigger that <laughs> say, reflex. Say. That's usually accompanied by ay ay ay. Another texture saying uh, school trips to Florida being canceled big time. We know field trips um, that high school kids were going to take maybe to Washington D.C. by air are being canceled. But they're talking about. You know, other places where the kids would be coming down to Florida, and of course it's spring break as well. Be yeah. interesting to see how that gets impacted. Yeah, we we mentioned that uh, Seminole, Volusia, and Brevard uh, school districts have said they'll suspend any field trips by air through the end of the current school year. We really are sitting ducks because we're such an attractive place. Everybody wants to come to Florida, you know, and and we're the tourist mecca of the entire planet. It's yeah. astounding to me. It's a it's remarkable that we don't have any cases reported here we hope and pray that somehow that can be cons- uh, maintained and and that all of this can be contained as well as possible we're just committed to keeping you up to date with all the information we so have. so many people want to come here and touch our faces it's incredible <sighs> not so sure about that but i am sure about this it's seven thirty, alan so let's turn it over to you another big night for joe biden and the magic go for three in a row those stories and others Plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 7.30. Texter asks, have we heard of any theater show cancellations at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts? And the answer is we have not. I I think they're going on with, you know, deep cleaning and hand sanitizer and all of that stuff. Yeah, and last night there was a big concert at uh, the Amway Center. 12,000 showing up for Billie Eilish. And and now we've got uh, under underneath us playing the recent hit by the weekend called "I Can't Feel My Face." Is that, is that what that is? Uh, an, a, an appropriate number. And I, all of a sudden, my hands are on autopilot, wanting to touch my Here face since you brought it up. Let's get him a Victorian crown of shame. You know the cone? Yeah. Can't feel my face. I don't know. This is making me crazy. All right, I'm. <laughs> Stop that! See, it almost the hand, my left hand almost came right up, touched my face. I saw that. Yeah, I don't know. Luckily, your right hand took control. Maybe, maybe if I just pay attention to you doing the news, this won't happen to yeah. me. So let's get to that. Concentrate, if you can, Bud, on uh, multiple wins for Joe Biden in the Democrats' mini Super Tuesday, and that included the biggest delegate prize of the night, Michigan. It's the state that Bernie Sanders narrowly won in 2016 that the Fox News decision desk projects he lost last night. To Joe Biden, Michigan is called, though official results will have to wait. Overall, nearly one million people voted by mail. Nearly twice the number of absentee ballots that were cast in the 2016 presidential primary. Which Michigan's Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson says has left election clerks there overwhelmed. Though as Joe Biden moves a bit closer to the 1991 pledged delegates needed to secure the Democratic nomination. 
Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Biden is also the projected winner in Idaho, Missouri, and Mississippi. By the way, he's canceled a campaign appearance scheduled for tomorrow in Tampa because of the coronavirus. Florida Congressman Matt Gates says his coronavirus test has come back negative. The panhandle Republican says he'll remain in self-quarantine through 2 p.m. tomorrow out of an abundance of caution. Of course, uh, Gates was among those exposed to the coronavirus at the recent CPAC conference outside of Washington, D.C. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Osceola County man is in jail and he blames bad cocaine. According to police, John Escobar was kicked out of a St. Cloud house party hosted by off-duty Orlando police officer Julian Ortiz. Escobar returned to the home and allegedly kicked down the door and later fired a gun toward the officer and his home. Officer Ortiz returned fire, wounding Escobar. According to the arrest report, Escobar does not remember the altercation and said it's possible he got a, quote, bad quality batch of cocaine. Here comes the bad coke defense. Yeah. Can you even believe this? Get us some quality powder here and this stuff wouldn't happen. Exactly. Is that like the Twinkie defense? A Florida man who spent more than 40 years in prison for a crime he did not commit will be compensated by the state. More from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. In exchange for spending nearly 43 years in a cage, state lawmakers approved a $2.1 million compensation package for Clifford Williams. Williams and his nephew were convicted of a 1976 Jacksonville murder. Williams even spent four years on death row while his case was appealed. Eventually, the Conviction Integrity Review Division won Williams' release. The 77-year-old was at the Capitol yesterday when the House unanimously passed the measure. Now it goes to the governor's desk. Rory O'Neill, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. Boy, I guess they put a price on all those years he can never get back. But 42 years and you get $2 million. I don't know. I, I wouldn't call it even if I, I was him. I don't think I would either. The streaky Orlando Magic have won three in a row after a 120-115 victory at Memphis. The Magic trailed the Grizzlies by 13 at halftime, but head coach Steve Clifford says they stepped up their defense after that. I mean, they had a, they had their way with us in the, uh, you know, in the first half, and uh, you know, really we had a couple mistakes there in the last minute, or you know, they you know it would have been less than 115. So I thought defensively we played a lot better. Terrence Ross led Orlando with 24 points off the bench. Elsewhere. If you take an Uber, make sure you collect all of your personal items before leaving the vehicle. Uber says people mostly leave their phones, wallets, and keys behind. But according to a list released by the company, drivers have found all sorts of oddities left behind after dropping off customers. Customers have forgotten uncooked steaks, (laughs) hard-boiled eggs, an entire food processor, a box of mice... (laughs) drugs, and even a specimen cup from a doctor's office. So you want to be an Uber driver. You were one for a while, weren't you, Yaffe? No. I, I was thought a, you were. No, I did grocery delivery. Okay, yeah. okay. I lost a leg-high boot, just one, what, what, in an Uber. You just left a boot? How does Not that happen? Don't remember much. That's why you take an Uber. Oh, oh I I know, as it. I woke up and I had one boot, never found I, the other. I guess hey. my, my question was going to be, what are people thinking? But obviously they're not thinking. Yeah. yeah. I wanna, and I want to hear less about that story about oh, Melissa's stop. missing boot. Let me boot. touch your face. <laughs> you say the Big Mac just isn't big enough? Then double it. 
McDonald's is at it again. The fast food chain has added two more patties to make its iconic burger, the Big Mac, even bigger. Of course, that also means it now tips the scales at 720 calories. On the flip side, say hello to the Little Mac. It will have one patty. Those two new versions hit menus today. Mini Mac. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And finally, when it comes to hand washing, rock legends rage against the machine, say it's best to do what they told you. The band tweeted out a hand washing meme that shows how you can sing along to their hit, Killing in the Name, to make sure your hands are clean and protected from the coronavirus. It goes a little something like this. You do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. But we'll be humming this all day long. Really, yep. really creative lyrics there. Yeah. I really like that. Do what they told you. Which Th- is? There are more. Uh, wash your hands wash your in hands. this case. The meme has a complete diagram of how you wash your hands step by step with lyrics accompanying each picture. Rage Against the Machine captioned the meme, Washing in the Name of. You can find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. And you can listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Nice public service for all those people who have no idea how to wash their hands because they never have, you know? It's important. I, I was thinking that yesterday. Apparently, everyone's hands have been dirty for years because we haven't been washing our hands right. So, And we were oh. doing fine, weren't we? <laughs> well, we thought we were. I guess. <laughs> now I we're know. all going to die. We don't wash our Rage hands. Rage against the coronavirus. Crazy. Hey, um, use a few good laughs. Are we still giving away that funny prize, Melissa? Yeah. Yeah. Brian Regan tickets? Oh, the comedian's comedian. Yeah, that's correct. Your this, favorite comedian's favorite comedian. Mm-hmm. This guy is hilarious, and we've got free tickets that are tough to get. To see Brian Regan in person if you're our sound judgment winner. And um, it's coming right up. The only way you can play and win is if you haven't done so in a month, okay? Because we can only give away a prize to you every month or so. That's the company rule. Get on the phone. 407-916-5400. That's the only way to play and win. 407-916-5400. We'll have some fun with this one. I think you can handle this. 407-916-5400. Brian Regan tickets. These are hot tickets. You're going to love this guy. He is a riot and clean as a whistle, too. 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, and the uh, toll-free available to you at 866-916-5400. Sound judgment followed by the Rush Morning Update all coming your way as we continue in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, the Orlando Magic winners for the third in a row on the road. They beat the Memphis Grizzlies 120-115 to last night. They host the Chicago Bulls tomorrow, and um, the game is on at the Amway Center. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Game time. Sound judgment. Contestants in place. And what about that prize, Melissa? 
It is an awesome one. It is two tickets for Brian Regan, and he is going to be at the Dr. Phillips Center Friday night. All you have to do is use your sound judgment to win these wonderful tickets. This guy is the comedian's favorite comedian, so if you know they like him, he's got to be great. Plus, it's family-friendly, bud. Absolutely right, and that's nice to know as well. If you're trying to get in, wait for a wrong answer, and then be quick and call 407-916-5400. Well, today's Sound Judgment Game spotlights a father-son governor combination. I want you to listen to some sound of New York's Governor Cuomo talking about efforts to contain a coronavirus outbreak in New Rochelle, New York. Then use your sound judgment to tell me Governor Cuomo's first name and the first name of his late father, who was also governor of New York. New Rochelle at this point is probably the largest cluster in the United States of these cases. And uh, it is a significant issue for us. That's New York's Governor Cuomo. Give me his first name and the first name of his famous late father, who also served as governor of New York. The Cuomos. Line one, go ahead on those two names we need. Um, governor Andrew Cuomo. Go ahead. Now you have to get Daddy. Oh, boy. His father's name. Um, Got to go. Goodness, goodness. I can't remember. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's go to line two. The name of the two Cuomos who served as governor of New York. One still doing so. Go ahead. Line two. Andrew and Mario. We have a winner. <laughs> the poor caller on line one, Alan, is pounding the steering wheel saying, oh, that's it. It was Mario. Uh, Absolutely right. You're going to the Brian Regan concert. Have you been to see him before? No, but he's awesome. I'm very excited. Fantastic. We're excited for you. Give me your first name and uh, tell me what town you're calling in from, please. Joe from Orlando. All right, Joe, congratulations. Put you on hold, work things out with the Fox. Have a nice off-air conversation, and congratulations to you. I watched some of that Andrew Cuomo news conference, and he actually uh, they uh, introduced a hand sanitizer being made by the state of New York by yes, prisoners. That's right. And he uh, he squirted some on his hand, and he, he put it up to his face, and he said... Has a floral bouquet, a hint of lilac. He did. And then later on, he said, I was joking about the floral bouquet. Nobody got it. They thought he was serious. Well, and apparently the stuff has got, you know, like more alcohol than the stuff you can buy off the shelf, you know, to kill off the virus and all of that. And he sounds exactly like his old man. The homeless of New York will be drinking that stuff. <laughs> You're probably right. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch here on a Wednesday morning at 8 for our latest Central Florida news, weather, and traffic update on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. 
Our top story this hour, eight new coronavirus cases in Florida. More in one minute. Trump's coronavirus economic plan and why I'm saying no to budget-busting bailouts. Next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. There are now more than 1,000 cases of coronavirus in 37 states with at least 31 deaths. In Tallahassee, the state health department says there are eight new positive cases of coronavirus in Florida, making a total of 23. None of the new cases are in central Florida. Statewide test results are pending on 155 residents. 319 are being monitored. Florida's death toll from coronavirus remains at two. So far, no coronavirus cases have been diagnosed in Orange County, but preparing for a potential outbreak is expensive. Our expense isn't massive yet. Uh, Again, we do expect those numbers to continue to tally up. What we don't know is how long we're going to be in in this environment. Uh, We don't know if that's a week, a month, six months. Public Safety Director Danny Banks updated county commissioners about the steps that have been taken so far to prevent a local outbreak of the disease. Banks says hospitals are screening hundreds of patients, but only a handful of needed further testing. We know hand washing is one way to stop the spread of the coronavirus, but as Rory O'Neill reports from our newsroom, there are other actions you can take. It's nearly impossible to find hand sanitizer, but that's only one step in preventing an outbreak of COVID-19. Don't forget to disinfect all the surfaces because you're not going to catch this virus walking through the street. You're going to catch this virus from droplets that come from your nose and from your mouth when you sneeze or when you cough. Former U.S. Surgeon General Antonio Novello now lives in Orlando. She says to stay healthy, people need to practice good hygiene, take vitamins to boost their immune systems, and keep away from people who are ill. An effective vaccine, Novello says, is still more than a year away. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. On Capitol Hill, President Trump said he and congressional Republicans are working on a stimulus package to help the U.S. economy overcome the COVID 19 outbreak. We just had a meeting with stimulus, and you'll be hearing about it soon, but it was a great meeting. Trump also said he's encouraged by the number of declining cases in many of the countries hit hard by the epidemic, including China, and he says there's no need for him to be tested for the virus because. He feels great. Yeah, and we wish the president well. Takes a lot for me to get off the Trump train, but on this economic stimulus plan that he's floating, I am definitely having a problem. Coming up. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Three people are dead after a motorcycle crash in Daytona Beach. Police say three bikes collided early yesterday at West International Speedway Boulevard and NASCAR Drive. A man and a woman from New York and a Missouri man were killed, while another man from Missouri survived. Police say the survivor claims the crash happened while the New York man was changing lanes. A bill that blocks local governments from banning certain sunscreens is headed for the governor's desk. The measure was crafted in response to plans by Key West to start enforcing a ban on the sale of certain sunscreens with chemicals they say damage coral reefs. Supporters of the bill say it's a health issue. The sun and skin cancer are related. And that sunscreens, particularly the type we're talking about in this bill, prevent those cancers. That's Representative Ralph Masulo, who's also a dermatologist. WFLA News Time is 8.06. You can get paid 4500 bucks to get infected with coronavirus in the name of science. 
Hmm. Sounds intriguing, eh? Yeah. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. If you feel like you're going to get it anyway, why not make some money at it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. I knew it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Any job opportunity that comes up, Yaffe's in on it. I always thought he was happy here, but he always bites for this stuff. I know. He's ready to bolt at a moment's notice. If they'll feed me bacon, I'll do it. Check all this out at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Problem is, you don't get to order a mild case, right? No, you just get whatever you get. <laughs> you know, if it takes you out, it doesn't help you much. You made how much? 4500 That should cover funeral expenses, shouldn't it? Oh, a, a modest funeral. Yeah, maybe. I have a friend who has a couple of kids in daycare, and he said he probably has had the coronavirus five times and didn't even know it because <laughs> he's got the kids. Uh, well, you never know. We, we, ah. the, the kid germs, yeah. Mm-hmm. They bring that stuff home from school or daycare, and it'll wipe you out. <laughs> yes, plus a healthy person, it'll yeah. just run its course, and there you go. Of course, there's two sides to the coronavirus. There's the health aspect, then there's the economic aspect, which is, of course, uh, born of the fact that people are stopped doing the things they're used to doing, traveling, etc., and um, and that's causing big problems and big concerns on the part of the president, who I support ninety-five to a hundred percent of the time, but not on this economic stimulus plan that he was floating in Congress yesterday. I'll tell you what we know. I'll tell you why any fiscal conservative should have enormous problems with what the president is reportedly interested in doing. We'll see what you think here in a moment. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes, 8.09 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. Several local school districts are suspending student field trips as coronavirus concerns increase. The Brevard County School District, Volusia County Schools, and the Seminole County School District said that all student field trips involving air travel have been suspended effective immediately, and this will last through the end of the current school year. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories for you here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Sorry, you're not going to hear the Trump train theme that everybody seems to love because I'm not on the Trump train with this economic stimulus plan the president was floating on Capitol Hill yesterday. What's in it? This is what we learned yesterday from Trump's chief economic advisor, Larry Kudlow. President Trump has unveiled his proposals, strong proposals, for a um, temporary uh, payroll tax cut, uh, which I think he would prefer to last through the end of the year. Uh, also, administratively, as uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin and others have suggested, uh, we are trying to, um, we will use assistance to unpaid uh, sick leave people, very important point. Also, small and medium businesses, another important point. And also, possibly, uh, to some distressed industries or sectors in the economy. Maybe tax uh, deferral might be a useful tool uh, and other means. So this is a strong cross-the-board package. 
Got a lukewarm reception from Republicans on Capitol Hill, and I can understand why. It gets an ice-cold one from the Bud Man here. And if you consider yourself to be any kind of a fiscal conservative, you should have huge problems from what the president is reportedly trying to get done here. Um, to, to suspend for the rest of the year the payroll uh, tax that we all pay as working Americans here that's a $40 billion cost to the federal government every single month. Well over $300 billion. Uh, it, it, it's a budget buster. $300 billion by the end of the year if this is done. It's all to get consumers to get out and start spending again. Well, the problem is they don't have enough money in their pockets. Is it that they've decided they're not going to go do the stuff that involves traveling or being in confined spaces or with big crowds. That's going to pass when the coronavirus passes. I'm not in favor of this. And bailouts for these distressed industries? Listen, we went down that route in, in the financial crisis. I wasn't a fan of it then. I'm not a fan of it right now with these bailouts of the airlines, the cruise lines, whatever it happens to be, hotel industry or whatever it happens to be. They need to plan their businesses for the so-called big-time rainy day. And, and that kind of thing just happens. We understand that. This is a blindside hit nobody anticipated, but you either deal with it on your own or you don't deal with it. I'm not in favor of the federal government being there and counted on to bail out private corporations in this country. Yaffe, I never have been. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, actually, because this creates perverse incentives for businesses not to save for the rainy day. They just spend and spend and spend, expect constant growth, and when things go bad, they run to the federal government for to help. You know, we need, as people and businesses, and frankly the government, we need to save more than we have been. This country doesn't save enough money for the rainy day. We're just piling up debt, and then we want the government to bail us out, so they're piling up debt. How about you, Melissa? Well, you know, just in specific, the cruise industry, there's about 230,000 jobs there, which is four times more than the coal mining industry, by the way, which gets endless media and political focus. So you know that they're going to start begging for a shareholder's bailout as well if this happens. It's going to set a very bad precedent. Well, I don't know that they're stressed because of the coronavirus uh, in no, the coal not, mining industry. But they, they'll just do it under the guise of saving the jobs. Oh, well, okay, perhaps. But, I mean, for, you know, for the airlines, for the cruise industries and all of this, I'm sorry. No. It's survival of the fittest. And, and, and I don't want this, this budget-busting payroll tax suspension. I really don't. And I also don't think it's going to work, Yaffe. I don't think it's going to work. Well, I mean, ideally, it would be nice not to have it at all. But we're the not going to— The payroll gonna, tax, you mean. Yeah, but we're not going to get the spending cuts. Where does it go? The payroll yeah, there'll tax. be no there'll be no offsets, no corresponding spending cuts with this. Nobody's talking about that on Capitol Hill. So all of this expands the trillion dollar annual deficit, which is what we're running right now, and the twenty three and a half trillion dollar national debt, which continues to grow. Mr. President, this too shall pass. It's the only universally true statement I've ever heard. It is true of the coronavirus. You're doing a great job managing this crisis. Let it cycle through. You shouldn't be blamed for it. All, you know, the media will and the, and the Trump-hating Democrats. But you got a lot of folks who are with you and love what you have done. 
Your everybody else is in better shape under your presidency with their money than they have been in years. They like what you're doing with the economy. They like so much else about you, sir. Please don't go down this road. Now, where are you on what the president is proposing and our comments on it? We'd love to hear from you. And priority for our phone callers, because guess what? They call us a talk show, not a text show. We love our texters at 23680, but priority when you pick up the phone and call us at 407-916-5400 or on the toll-free 866-916-5400. I'm off the Trump train on this issue alone. Are you on or off it? You with the president or are you with the Bud Man and company? 407-916-5400, let's talk. And we will right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. No shortage of coronavirus headlines. This one with a Florida focus in higher education. Administrators at the University of Florida are moving classes online as a way to combat the spread of coronavirus. Provost Joe Glover says... um, that they're going to move online as soon as possible, wherever possible with classes. Officials at the University of Central Florida in Orlando asking faculty to prepare to shift classes online so they would be ready if that decision were made. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. We're talking about uh, President Trump's economic stimulus plan that he uh, floated before members of Congress yesterday on Capitol Hill and getting your opinion on this. Dave in Longwood's on the line. Dave, it's Alan and the gang here. What do you think? Well, okay, real simple. And that most businesses have an opportunity to do something called getting business interruption insurance. And this is the sort of thing that's a responsible move If you go ahead and you're going to buy a cruise, okay, you're going to go ahead and spend several thousand dollars, you have the opportunity of getting cancellation insurance. Right. Either either do it or you don't. With businesses, you have the same opportunity. So if you have a hurricane come through and interrupts your business for a month, guess what? Or, you know, longer, you have business interruption insurance. You buy it. Well, these hotel chains and cruises and whatnot see this kind of problem all the time. Could be a hurricane, could be a, a disaster in Cancun. Who the heck knows what it is? So, do you think the president the president needs to be yeah. doing anything to stimulate the economy? No, the economy is just fine. I think it's this is this is, you know, we, we lose more people in this country due to lightning strikes than we have with coronavirus. Does that mean that you don't take your umbrella out when it rains? So, no, I think we need to, to grow up suck it up, and I think we need to start taking care of ourselves as we have in the past. Dave, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Titusville and Donnie. Good morning, Donnie. Hey, good morning. Uh, My thoughts are, number one, let's not rush to judgment on this issue. There's typically more in play than we are uh, informed of at the beginning of any issue, and given some time when the president has the opportunity to explain his 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 thoughts and his intents in detail, I think uh, it'll change a lot of opinion. Uh, so you'd be okay quick, with uh, a tax cut, budget buster, and the bailout for these companies? You're okay with that, well, Donnie? Well, uh, but when you say budget buster, let's 
let's think about that term. First of all, we haven't had a budget in many, many years, and they have failed to provide that. So why are we worried about it now? Now, having said that, let's talk about cruise lines. The cruise lines have all of their ships registered in other countries, so I think that should be taken into consideration. If they're not going to share their profits with us, the taxpayers, then maybe we shouldn't be sharing our tax dollars with them to support them. Now I think you're on to something. What about our texters? Danny, thank you very much for the call. Go ahead. Yeah, one person said the effects of the financial impact will decimate small businesses, especially those working on a 5 to 7% margin. Another one says he's a businessman, got to come out strong to land in the middle. And further, we got payroll tax cuts would be awesome forever. Yeah, Chris and Oviedo texts, I hate to say it, but I think if it wasn't an election year, Trump would not be considering this tax cut. I think he's really worried that an economic downturn related to the coronavirus is going to cost him a second term. You know, and, and, I, and I get that, but I think this is all going to cycle through and I think he's going to be fine Yeah, I mean, the best way to alleviate any kind of economic crisis is to take care of the virus and control the virus. That's what needs to be the priority. I think he's doing a good job on leadership there. Yes, I do. So Jack just tuned in, Alan, from DeBerry here, because I've been really unhappy with what the president's talking about in terms of an economic stimulus plan to deal with the coronavirus. He says... Donald J. Trump will again surprise even the great Budmeister as he makes America great again. Or keeps America great. That's the new theme, right, Jack? Thank you. I feel better now. On the other side of the political aisle, big night last night for old Joe Biden. That's correct, Budmeister. Former Vice President Joe Biden is advancing his lead for the Democratic presidential nomination. He won four states Tuesday including Michigan, with 125 delegates. Deputy campaign manager Kate Bedingfield says after those victories, they're focused on boosting momentum. Joe Biden is the candidate who can win all of the constituencies that we need to win as Democrats to beat Donald Trump in the fall. Bedingfield says Biden did tremendously well with African-American voters, but also built on his coalition with voters in the suburbs in Michigan and college-educated voters in Missouri. Joe Biden is canceling a campaign appearance scheduled for tomorrow in Tampa. The reason? Coronavirus. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Just weeks before he goes on trial for killing an Orlando police officer, Markeith Lloyd wants a new judge to preside over his case. Letitia Marquez was also the judge in Lloyd's previous trial when he was convicted of murdering his pregnant ex-girlfriend, Sade Dixon. Lloyd's lawyer accuses Judge Marquez of being biased in favor of the prosecution. Lloyd goes on trial in May on charges that he murdered Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. New details are being released in the murders of a celebration family. Rory O'Neill has that story from our newsroom. According to new toxicology reports, the four members of the Tote family all had high levels of Benadryl in their systems. The new information just released in the December deaths of Megan Tote and her children, 13-year-old Alex, 11-year-old Tyler, and 4-year-old Zoe. The dosages may have been high enough to render the family unconscious. Tony Tote will be arraigned tomorrow on charges that he murdered his family. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Terrence Ross led a balanced attack with 24 points off the bench, and the Magic knocked off the Grizzlies 120 to 115 in Memphis. Ross says he tried to stay locked in and keep making shots. I mean, just concentration. Uh, I mean, you're gonna. 
get certain shots throughout the night. It's just about reading the defense. So he's just being ready when he gets the opportunity. And Michael Carter-Williams chipped in with 20 points off the pine as Orlando won its third in a row. Elsewhere. A website is looking for somebody with an overall enthusiasm for Disney. That's in the description of a job posting by UpgradedPoints.com. It is offering candidates $1,000 to binge watch 12 Disney animated classics and their remakes. But you'll have to complete a worksheet for each movie and document your binge watching journey on social media. If selected, you'll have until the end of April to complete the tasks. The movies include 101 Dalmatians, The Jungle Book, Cinderella, and Aladdin. Another freelance opportunity well, for you, I Yaffe. was just thinking, since I'm going to in, be injected with coronavirus to make the $4,500, yeah. I'll have plenty of time at home. I need something to do. Yeah. I can just watch these movies and make more if money. If you're still alive, absolutely. <laughs> Great plan. I've seen a lot of these movies already anyway. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, even ice cream isn't safe from coronavirus. Ben and Jerry's is canceling its annual free cone day next month. Turns out some of its shops are in places where public gatherings are now banned. Ben and Jerry says if those people can't get free ice cream, it's only fair that no one else should either. The hope is to reschedule free cone day for later in the year. See, they, these Ben and Jerry are, are big-time liberals. I think they're out of Vermont, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody's got to be equal. Kind of that socialism thing. You know? It's true. They are socialists. Oh, they are. Always, so. Yeah, everything's got to be even. Oh, it's got to be fair. I'm sorry, I got nothing. I'm sorry, Alan. I could do a voice like that, too, if you'd like. Everybody can do it. Finally, there's at least one family that doesn't have to worry about a hygiene product shortage. A woman in Australia says she accidentally bought 12 years' worth of toilet paper in one order. Get out of here. She told the Australian Broadcasting Corporation she normally buys... 48 rolls for her family, but this time she purchased 48 boxes by mistake or more than 2,300 rolls of toilet paper. The woman bought the product in February from a company that has since run out of toilet paper because of the coronavirus. By the way, the name of that company? Oh, no. Who gives a crap? <laughs> no, that's, uh, seriously, what's the name? Yeah. Is, is that literally the name of the that company, is or is the, that your opinion? That's the name of the company. <laughs> oh, the, the fine folks at Who Gives a Crap Incorporated. You can find I'm more sorry. on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page she at should. WFLAOrlando.com. Yes? Yeah, I was going to say she should sell the rest of the toilet paper on the black market. Can make a killing right now. Yeah. Probably right. And she can get injected with coronavirus and watch Disney movies and make even more money. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. Alan Spector. I don't know what could be more fun than that. Oh, maybe the Looney Left File Woo! starring Nancy and Joe. Coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in a quick two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. 
Check of headlines for you right now. High costs could hurt NASA's effort to send men back to the moon. The agency's inspector general has said they're having trouble keeping costs of the space launch system or the SLS under control. Costs are expected to exceed $18 billion sometime next year. $23 billion in three years. The plan as of now is for astronauts to return to the moon within four years. Updates at least every 10 minutes in a top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Looney Tunes. Setting the stage for the Looney Left File Wednesday edition here. Let's listen first of all to Crazy Nancy, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi up in Boston this week, attaching a new level of urgency to beating Trump in November. Nancy, how would you describe this election? And please tell us what's at stake here a very important election in my view civilization as we know it at, at, is at stake wow trump gets a second term and it is the end of life as we know it what happens i mean does suddenly the sun go dark what happens here does the earth open up and swallow us all what happens civiliz- that civilizations is at stake here a new level of hyperbole. Like every election, we always hear, this is the most important election of our lifetime. Oh, yeah, always. But now it's, this will save civilization. Civilization. Jeez. Really? I mean, am I correct? That would mean all, all human life on planet Earth. I mean, really? I mean, is this going to take out everybody in South America and Africa? If Trump gets a second term, uh, or is know. it just all of us are going to die? Well, or we're not going to die. We'll just go back to hunter-gatherers, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> is that a part of Trump's economic proposal? Oh, come on. We all I become mean... Neanderthals overnight. <laughs> Democrats think we're all Neanderthals anyway, <laughs> right? Riley P- Pelosi there, you know. It's crazy. All right, the loony left file, uh, an embarrassment of riches, and there's nothing like having sleepy Joe Biden heading into senility uh, to draw from. But he's getting very combative. Have you noticed that? Boy, he got into it face-to-face with a hard-hat-wearing auto worker while campaigning in Michigan this week on the issue of guns. I want you to listen closely. We had to bleep sleepy Joe here. Listen closely to what you are about to hear. You are actively trying to diminish our Second Amendment right and take away our guns. You're full of I support the Second Amendment. All right, but it actually goes on there, and he says, I support the Second Amendment, but do you need 100 rounds? And then after that, he says, don't worry, you know, no, 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 I'm not going to take your AR-14s. And that became the most searched term for a time Oh, on really? Google, uh, uh, I've heard of the A, uh, the A one fifteen. What's an A, an AR fourteen, an AR fifteen? What's there is no AR fourteen. Another Biden gaffe. AR fourteen, AR fifteen, whatever it takes. 
I will say this. It's actually the most coherent I've heard Biden in a long time. I thought he was going to really slap that guy. He was really on fire. Yeah, he looked yeah. mad. No, and it was funny because because the guy was, was getting a little too close to him physically, and he called him on that. You know, and it was almost like, I'm going to take you out in the back lot. Well, it wouldn't have ended well for 77-year-old sleepy Joe Biden. I don't think so. AR-14s. Really? Democrats? This is your guy, right? All the eggs in the Biden basket? Do you know there's talk um, of of just ending the primary season? Some Democrats, uh, prominent ones, are, are saying now that that needs to happen, consolidate all of the support Get the Biden, uh, the the Bernie people on board, and let's go. I mean, is it people other than James Carville saying that? Yeah, who was it? It's the senator. Uh, it's Clyburn. Clyburn out of South Carolina. Okay. okay. Yeah. Can you even imagine? An incredible turnaround here, and it's all because the effort was to stop Bernie the socialist because they knew he could not win in the fall, and now they're stuck with Joe Biden, who can't find himself out of the room. In the first try. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I mean, the guy is slipping into senility. Yeah, but I mean, unless he gets mad and then he sounds sounds on fire. So there you go. Yeah, but then he goes crazy and loses his mind. (laughs) But that's typical. He's he's going to, like, you know, go three rounds with this auto worker? I don't think so. You want to step outside. Seriously, uh, it's a... It's dementia um, because they get so angry. They do. If you've ever been around an Alzheimer's or someone suffering from that, asphyxia, some people get who get angry. Alzheimer's get mm-hmm. very, very combative. And some of you will know that painfully in your own family. God bless all you I don't caregivers. Know. I really, I really think they're going to have to get him a mental exam behind closed doors and then decide whether or not they can possibly put this guy out there to run against Trump and then to run this country if God forbid he should win. Wow. That's the loony left file. Headlines now, we're just talking about Joe Biden and the loony left file. Another former Democrat opponent is endorsing Biden. This time it is Andrew Yang. He did it on CNN Live, where he's now a contributor. The tech billionaire, the latest former presidential candidate to throw his or her support behind Biden, joining Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, and Mike Bloomberg updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio Orlando from iHeartRadio. Charging toward the 9 o'clock hour with only moments to go. Let's bring on Seth from Orlando on Joe Biden. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Seth. Good morning, bud. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, I think I figured out the Democrat strategy. Um, basically, you elect Biden, he goes insane, uh, declared unfit to rule, and Hillary gets in. Ah, now does she get in because she becomes the running mate? Exactly. Ah, she's the VP pick, huh? Yes. And this is all so going to be her, worked this out. Her, this is her entrance pass. And she gets to be the first female president without having to go through another campaign. Exactly. Well, not a campaign as president, uh, presidential candidate, but certainly as a vice presidential candidate. Yeah, that's a lot easier road, though. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Okay, Seth, thank you. I think By the you way, guys are giving the Democrats too much credit here. <laughs> I'm just I think listening. They have no, I think they have no idea what they're going to do. That's <laughs> my opinion. Well, they're going to have to figure out a way to get those uh, young Bernie voters who are going to be really mad, mm-hmm. you know, that their happen. socialist champion is out.
Well, then they'll just sit the thing out anyway. They, they got to get them on board. Did. Yeah, and you like a fired up Biden, like we heard locking horns with the auto worker, even though he couldn't figure out that it was an AR-15 and not an AR-14. I mean, I, I personally don't like it, but I think it actually helps him because I feel in today's times, people want a fighter as their candidate. Trump's a great example of that. The Democrats are trying to present Biden as the uniting candidate, the man of civility. Here to save think, the soul of America. Yeah, I don't think people want that in today's climate. I think people want a fighter. And huh. Biden, even though he went kind of nuts, he was more <laughs> coherent in that little argument than he's been in weeks i think that's a good point i think it could help him wow. yeah, i can just see him now with the foreign world leaders i'm gonna slap you in the face <laughs> but if you can't think clearly and then you get yeah. fired up and you talk faster aren't you inevitably going to make even more gaffes maybe i don't know like i said he sounded better yesterday than he has in a long time i mean i'm not saying he's gonna win because of this i just I sense in the political atmosphere right now, that's what people want. They want a fighter. They want some passion. Well, that's exactly. one thing that, that everybody who, who watched Bernie, whether they agreed with it or not, appreciated the fact he seemed authentic and he seemed passionate about his points of view. Yeah. But everyone always asked, why is he yelling? Yeah, always. Always. <laughs> and giving me the hand gestures like he's underlining the words. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, President Trump, he also yells at his rallies and plays the accordion while he's doing it. Wait, and I never air, saw that. And, the hand air accordion. Uh, yeah. In and out, in and out. That's right. I guess we all have Rush our... Rush has made the point recently, though, that he thinks the Democrats know Biden's going to lose, but they were willing to lose to keep the establishment in place rather than have Bernie Sanders win. Sounds about right. So priority one, then, is not beating Trump. It's keeping the establishment in a left-wing socialist from taking the reins of power. Certainly. I told you it seemed like Bernie was being pasted just like MAGA, two separate sides. You know what I mean? Yeah, crazy mm -hmm. stuff here. Um, Yaffe, you were talking about all of this yeah. on your Beyond Reason show last night, and mm -hmm. you've got a podcast available for folks who want more Yaffe than we can bring them here. Well, yeah. I mean, if you never can catch the show live, you can catch the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. I did talk about that. I also have analyzed Trump's response to coronavirus. I think there's been good and bad to his response, and I explained that last night. So catch the podcast. And for those of you worried about, okay, we're not going to shake hands, we're going to, you know, do the elbow bump, the fox has raised a question. Yeah, when you cough into your elbow and then you elbow bump, that kind of defeats the whole purpose. And I see a lot of people being told, cough into your elbow. And well, you got to use the other hands. elbow for the coughing than you use for the... No, I'm too busy with my hand on my face with that arm. Oh, I, this whole <laughs> thing about Alan making me aware of how often I touch my face... I got 50. How many? ...has me completely freaked out here. At least 50 times during the my show. My hands are on autopilot. I can't control them anymore. They're hey, all over the place. I just made a personal observation a couple of hours ago, <laughs> and, and you now you're going crazy. <laughs> We're going to try it again tomorrow morning from 6 until 9. We hope you'll join us. Until then, from all of us, the Bud Man here. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America.